Yo, 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 yo. Whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. You guys know I like a little controversy, and I like talking shit. <laughs> but before I dive into all of the shenanigans, let's dive into the quickie. So do you guys manscape? I often laugh about that word. Wait, who's laughing? Wait, are there people here? <laughs> nah, seriously, I do laugh when I hear the word manscape. Though I like the word, it's funny because it's it's like we have to find a word that is tolerable for the everyday guy to accept the term shaving, right? In essence, that's really all you're doing. I mean, so really the question here is, fellas, do you shave? Uh, so I recently was having a chat with some friends about it. And not necessarily full chat. <laughs> they were really chatting. And I was kind of just watching and listening. And I thought about, do you manscape? So I always do. So look, I mean, for those who know me, I sweat a lot. And that extra hair um, can trap odors and present even greater challenges. So I definitely manscape as much as possible using my Manscaped 3.0. Now, this quickie is not sponsored by Manscaped, but I do highly recommend using a tool such as that one, which is designed for guys, designed for your areas of your body. Um, but the real question, assuming you do manscape, um, which method do you prefer? Like, i.e. shaving, or do you use nair, <laughs> or waxing? And I'm laughing because <laughs> I only use, I only shave, right? Using the, sh the uh, using the Manscape uh, 3.0, as I mentioned. However, I did try nair once a very long time ago, meaning like decades ago, and I. I don't know if I've read the instructions. Most likely I probably didn't. Um, but I did it wrong, whatever the case was. Um, and the chemical agent, I don't know if it touched my ball sack or if I, I I don't know what exactly happened. Can't really recall. It was a while ago. Um, but my ball sack was on fire for hours. For hours. I don't even know if I use, I, I think I even had to get like a, a towel with ice just to like put down there to, to soothe it a little bit. It was, it was terrible. I really hated it. And, and I, and since then I have not even remotely thought about Nair or even looked at it. And Nair is just a product for those who haven't seen it, a, a, a chemical product that helps remove hair, unwanted hair or remove hair from the body. And, and, and so it, it's supposed to be really effective um, but again, there's dangers there, as you can hear from my story and, and my mistakes, not following instructions or doing it improperly can lead to burning. Um, well, with shaving can lead to maybe bumps, you know, ingrown hairs, if not done properly and waxing can be very painful, but here's the deal. I've never tried waxing. I think it's a lot easier to just use 
a, a razor. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to be ultra smooth. I'm just manscaping. I'm putting air quotes up here just to keep the body hair short in hopes to reduce body odor. That's really the goal why I manscape. Um, so like I said, I never tried a waxing, but I'm, I'm sure it could be beneficial, but hella painful. Um, what do you guys do? Do you manscape? Have you considered it? Why not if you haven't? Um, and if you haven't, you should. <laughs> I think it's important. This is all overall in general, like good hygiene to to keep yourself clean, especially when you're in, out in the dating world and you know you want to present yourself well. Or if you're partnered or married, you also want to present yourself well as much as you can. I think manscaping is essential and it's it's part of who we are moving forward. And that's the quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and others. You will never hear me say, don't own property. Or don't buy that home. Renting is totally fine. <laughs> you will never hear me say that. Never, ever. But <laughs> what if I told you it's possible to be wealthy with both renting or owning? What if I told you that? Would you believe me? Would you believe me? Which strategy is better at becoming a millionaire? Renting or owning? Raise your hand right now, randomly, wherever you are. Raise your hand. As you're listening to this, if you're driving, raise one hand. Um, think about it. Think about it. So, sure, there are advantages of home ownership. And those could be greater potential for your property to assess higher. That's always a good thing. Building equity over time. That's a great thing. Outright ownership. That's amazing. You own it outright hopefully subsequently leading to like an excellent return on investment ideally those are some of the benefits of home ownership but there are disadvantages as well yes i'm here to tell you there are disadvantages of home ownership so as a homeowner you take care of everything Conversely, as a renter, you somewhat don't. And so the biggest one here is coming up with the 20% down payment. It's almost out of reach for many. Hell, for most, depending on the cost of the property, you know, coming up with that dollar amount, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, it could be a challenge. Especially if you do not have the right plan in place to help you achieve that goal. But I can tell you, if you pay less than the 20% down payment, you will have to fork over more money monthly in your mortgage payments to pay for the private mortgage insurance until you build up the 20% of equity in that property or a set period of time. So, one area you rarely hear 
but can be a major disadvantage of home ownership or appliances. Hear me out. Repairs too, I should say. Like, think about the washer and dryer and the cost of those things. If something happens to them, either having a repair person come over to the home, which costs money, or having to replace those appliances in general, which will cost hundreds, in some cases, thousands of dollars. Plumbing issues, the worst. Leaks, hot water heater, uh, those are expensive, depending on how severe. Refrigerator costs, garage door opening, having someone come out to, to fix it, inspect it. What about the stove? Right, with gas issues, if you have gas or electric, something stopped working. Potentially the most costly of all, I think, well, outside of plumbing, could be the furnace or your AC unit. I mean, the cost there alone. What about the general upkeep and maintenance, like the duct work, duct works in your home, like keeping your home safe and, and when you think about those preventative measures that can help reduce issues like those um, annual, um, I don't know what they call it, like those, those, those plans they have out there just in case something happens, like those in, in, uh, appliances insurance that you pay every year. I mean, those things are also costly, right? In some cases, they are worth it because the cost of these appliances and repair can be tremendous. So it is important to, to perhaps have that type of um, insurance policy, right? That's outside of your, your mortgage insurance. Hell, and if you didn't pay the 20% outside of that private mortgage insurance, <laughs> it can add up as you can see. So home ownership is great and have great financial rewards. But with those air quote here, hidden costs, there are potential for loss in my opinion. Whereas those opposite benefits the renter. So let's talk about that. So what are the benefits as a renter? Um, I would say there are many. There aren't many. Well, there could be some. Um, such as a renter won't pay that rent, like your homeowner's insurance, those insurance premiums that I just mentioned, I mean, but a renter does have to pay like, um, much less home, uh, renter's insurance. So that's, that's significantly cheaper, um, per month or per year for that individual. It, I guess it would depend, but it's, it is pretty cheap overall in general. I would, I would say it depends if you you don't pay for it annually. You may pay for it monthly, but nonetheless, I think it's still, it's not as big of a um, investment upfront. So you're not locked into a 30 year mortgage, obviously is a big advantage of a renter. Um, you have potential financial freedom. <laughs> I say potential because you do. Um, you have less responsibilities as all of those disadvantages I discussed a minute ago. And I mean, there could be other other things, right? You're more mobile. Um, and I, and, I, and I, I say that a little hesitantly because 
if you are on a month-to-month lease, that may be more costly than a 12-month or 24-month uh, lease for that rental unit where you're not as free as you may think you are because it's not a 30-year loan, a 30-year mortgage locked into a location or property. But in general, you have less responsibility there and you have more freedom. Some of the disadvantages of rent, uh, of renting, you don't own anything. <laughs> you don't own jack of it, right? There is no return on investment. Well, not for you, for someone else, perhaps. Um, you are also building someone else's equity. And this is interesting, but I think a disadvantage can be the cost of rent. I think it's rising across America and in some cases are similar or more than a home mortgage. And that is significant. Um, so that would be somewhat of a disadvantage um, of renter. So which strategy is better at becoming a millionaire? Both. Are you shaking your head right now in disbelief? <laughs> Let's discuss. All right. So think of taking that down payment, whatever that number is. Well, I guess I should give you guys an example. So let's say you're purchasing a home in 20%. Let's make this really easy for math purposes because I don't like to do it. Um, $100,000 for the property of the home 20% of that is what $20,000 yes you you guessed it 20k for your down payment so take that down payment roughly 20k and any other costs like all those things i mentioned earlier the $100,000 that you potentially would have spent on purchasing appliances or repairing appliances. Think of all of those that I mentioned. It's a lot of money, right? What about those closing costs? Yes, someone has to pay them. <laughs> I don't like it, but someone has to pay them, right? Or what about the HOA or condo fees? sunken costs what i like to call them you can't claim them on taxes or anything it's just it's just a cost that you have to pay um i take all of those funds all of those that amount you know whatever that is and in this case it could be you know well over 30 dollars take that money and invest into a brokerage account If done with the help of a licensed or licensed fiduciary expert and time in the plan that also have the ability to grow over time with the levels of inflation, that's important. You have a recipe for a successful strategy at becoming a millionaire or becoming wealthy. Right. So millionaire, it, is, it does depends on the, the levels right uh, over time. So with that. You know, 
I can say no one has a magic ball that would tell us like our financial secrets <laughs> to maintain growth and there will be periods of negative or red but over the course of time usually growth happens so let me add my disclaimer here before someone say something here to me <laughs> um i'm not a financial expert i'm just sharing information with my perspectives and strategies that i think can be successful right so as i think about a renter and as i think about a, the best strategy at becoming a millionaire obviously you can't start off in the beginning as a millionaire right you start somewhere i mean at first property may be two hundred thousand dollars right granted you're not a millionaire there but that's the first property you take that first property you sell that first property you make some profit perhaps also have enough for a down payment maybe to add to your savings or to add to add to what you already have if you had some savings from that first property and then you purchase another property that's maybe worth five hundred and sixty thousand you own your way you're not a millionaire yet but you own your way see where i'm going with this so pro probably about time your third property in this example or scenario you are closer to or were able to purchase a property close to a million dollars or the property you purchase assessed over time around a million dollars right there's a strategy there in, in purchasing property a property or properties your portfolio totals close to a million dollars right there's a lot there but as a renter again you can do the same thing in a different way so let's talk about that how do you or can you as a renter build equity so i said you can yes <laughs> yes as a renter you can build equity that is more flexible than owning that one property or portfolio properties you know why because you can also invest <laughs> in properties All right so again invest the money that you would have spent on down payments closing costs appliance repair etc and invest into real estate equities again having a licensed fiduciary expert there to help guide you along the way have a brokerage account you're paying maybe some fees there but you can invest into real estate equities without having to actually own them this strategy will only work though only work if you are investing now i think it's important that for me it's like a, to recognize you don't have to have one or the other there can be success stories in either approach for me that's a win-win you don't have to have all of the you know the costs associated but you can also but you can reap the benefits you know some of the benefits i should say 
um, as a renter. So obviously this strategy, again, only works if the renter is laser focused on those investments and work with a professional to help successfully grow their portfolio. Now, that's real estate equities or other type of equities that will help grow over time. And this is in comparison to like a 30-year mortgage, right? You want to look at it like that, not a five-year approach or a 10-year approach. In either one of these scenarios that I just provided in, in examples, <clears throat> I'm really looking at this from a 30-year perspective. So best approach for me is either one. And it's funny that I'm actually saying that, but if a renter is, is again, following these specific methods and and take and take the money that would have been generally used for purchasing properties and other means i think it it can work so the goal here is to remain flexible so when life throws you a curveball such as <laughs> in some cases unexpected kids <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because, I mean, there are some times that happens, but um, some people do plan, right? And so um, you're starting a family and you realize, snap, I'm in not the best school district. I'm in the best party district. You know, my wife and I or my husband and I or my boyfriend and I, my girlfriend and I was, was having a good time in this location because it was close proximity to the, the happenings or everything that was going on centrally located but now we realize oh well the schools are not the greatest so we may have to consider in a few years when the kids are are ready for school to move and as a renter that could be a little easier it may be a little bit harder as a homeowner either way there are options. I just, I do think maybe it's a little bit more flexible as a renter when life throws you curveballs. You have a little bit more options to adjust. And so I, I would, I'm not saying that owning is not the best option because in generally, I think owning is the best option. But I do think if done properly, if done well, if executed in a manner that you're trying to maintain greatest flexibility possible as a renter, but also want to reap some or similar benefits as a homeowner, following a strategy such as taking that down payment amount. Now, this again works only if you take those costs, savings, and use those cost savings to invest in a mostly in real estate equities, but in a very flexible and um, a portfolio that is amenable to, to success and, and can also, as I mentioned earlier, um, stay ahead of inflation. So what do you guys think about that? Do you think I'm crazy <laughs> in thinking buying or renting can be as beneficial as buying? Well, I think it can. But do you think it can? Do you agree with me?
let me know. All right, so good chat, friends. Until next week, remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace. Thank you.